Welcome to I Got Back Up, Getting Back Up With. I'm Talia Lazarus, your host, and in August 2021, my whole life changed. I was in a road accident, which led me to 10 weeks of no walking, knee surgery that September, and double knee surgery in February 2022. After learning how to walk again in my 20s, my journey took me on a physical, emotional, and mental roller coaster, and I was broken and lost in every way. But then I learned I had the ability to change my own life and write my own story. So think of a taboo subject that's not always spoken about. Here we confront it and run towards it head on. Rock bottom becomes a safe and comfortable place. Rising from the ashes, taking control of your life and showing up to your fears takes something extraordinary. The hardest step is the first one, but once you take it, you're already one step ahead of yesterday and one step closer to everything you have ever dreamt of. I was recovering from an ACL injury. I was as fit as I had been, but my body felt broken, explains Ellie Mitchell, tier three footballer. Recovering from two ACL injuries and hanging up her boots for a while, Ellie was training excessively and her eating didn't match up. Now struggling with an eating disorder too, Ellie understood that she had to sort things out. When looking back, she doesn't know or recognize herself, but that time in her life has taught her so much. And even though she hated it, she's grateful. Football has always been a part of Ellie's life, but why did it answer all her questions? Did social media contribute to her eating? And why has her experience only made her a better person? So my name's Ellie Mitchell. Um, I've played football pretty much all my life. I'm currently training with a team in Tier 3, um, hopefully aiming to go a lot higher in the next season or two. Nice, nice, absolutely. Well, uh, I'll, I'll be rooting you on for sure. So... <laughs> Obviously, you and I have been put in contact through our physio. <laughs> so we're going to obviously talk all about kind of what has happened. So wherever you want to start, it's over to you. Yeah. Um, so obviously, we're put in contact through the physio. Um, he basically helps me come back from my second ACL operation that I had done in October 2022. 2021 sorry (laughs) and um yeah I sort of started my recovery with that one um Mm. and then like a month into rehab I just sort of fell out of love with it I guess and didn't really know what I wanted to do um so I sort of hung my boots up for a little bit and then in about July time I made the decision to get back to football and um I was put in contact with the physio um over someone else actually um, who got me in there and um, he saw me and then got me back playing and I got back playing in a quick time probably like three months four months and yeah it took a lot of work but I mean I bounced back fast from it um, so yeah nice nice I think that's the interesting and important thing is to well just to bounce back it doesn't matter how fast or slow mm. but to bounce back um, so obviously our physio is Colin Lewin, I should have mentioned his name. (laughs) He'll hear this and be like, she hasn't said my name yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he'll be well annoyed. (laughs) I've said it now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, so obviously, kind of what happened? Why were you seeing a physio? Um, So obviously, I saw, I was seeing another physio actually Mm -hmm. to get to everyday recovery when I sort of, decided to take a break from the game um and then obviously I said in July I wanted to go back to it so um a guy called Vic Akers um Mm -hmm. put me in contact with Colin and I was just like I need to get back playing it's what I'm meant to be doing 
Yeah. I am not me without the sport in my life. Like, yeah, yeah. Football football is a massive part of me. I've been part of the game from the age of three. So mm-hmm. to not have it in my life, I felt like something was missing. And as soon yeah. as I got back playing, it answered all my questions as to what was missing from my life. And I'm so glad I made the decision to get my boots back out and carry on playing. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting that you, that obviously, cause everybody has a, it's like a purpose. Everybody finds their purpose. And when you kind of rediscovered football again, kind of how it made you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've had, you, was it both your ACLs reconstructed? Yeah. So I done my first ACL in pre-season 2019 mm-hmm. um, and went through my recovery during COVID with that. Um it was all going well and then obviously like COVID hit and yeah. struggled along the way through that and with like the mental side of things, you're all by yourself, you're not being able to see a physio, you can't yeah. move your team. So that was really difficult. So with both my ACLs, I wouldn't say the journey, the journey's not easy anyway, but mm. the journey hasn't been probably smooth how some people have had their ACL recoveries. Yeah. So why so, wasn't your journey smooth? Um, so I got back running the week before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, obviously on track to probably being back playing for the next preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID obviously hit and got told that you're not allowed to see a physio, you can't play football, you can't do anything really. So I basically took the recovery into my own hands. And mm-hmm. obviously with the days being pretty empty, um, I was just training. Yeah, I trained uh, like I, the golden training. I was probably doing s- between six and eight hours of training a day, like getting up before the sun, doing a first session, <laughs> and then having a break, and then going back out, doing another session, having a break, yeah. doing another session. It just it was nonstop, and pretty much my eating then didn't match up with that. And slowly, as the months went on, I got that addiction of not eating as much. So then still training excessively amounts like it was just it wasn't healthy and it ended up like becoming more of an eating disorder issue or um I was seeing um, my doctor she was really like she helped me through it all without her I probably would not have been here today like she rung the picked up the phone to me she was like if you don't sort yourself out you'll probably be dead soon and I was like yeah. it was it, it was bad so I sort of one day because um, I was on route to getting a soccer scholarship in America yeah. I was on the phone to the coach who wanted me and he sort of knew about it and yeah. then he was like if you come out here in the state you're in you're not going to survive but it sort of flicked that switch it just literally happened people say how did you get out of it I'm like I do not know something flicked in my brain I was like it's yeah. not worth putting your body through something that is not worth it yeah I was like your body like you, you're training loads you need to eat you need to feel your body otherwise you can't train don't get me wrong, I was the fittest I'd ever been, but my body felt broken. Yeah. So um, it was just that one day that sort of I made the change and flicked the switch and got myself out of it. And people say it's such a weird way to recover from something like that. But I don't know, somehow I've done it and I'm, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back to training in a healthy way. I, my eating's settled, so... Sometimes you have to go through them things and people probably like the club that I was with, I know some people still remember me for that. Um, yeah. of like that side of me, but I'm like I've come so far to get myself out of that. 
that's like the hardest part when people still look at you because of what you maybe went through and yeah. maybe not accepted um to then come out of it I'm like but look look how far I've come I've picked myself back up I got myself out of it yeah I've gone back to the game I recovered from my ACL I've got a scholarship so I see that side I'm like if you don't want to like applaud me for coming out of it then just stay out of my life sort of thing yeah yeah and I think you know everybody throughout their process of when you, you know whatever recovery it is they have you know, maybe a few different flick of a switches or they have one big one and it depends on where you are and what you're doing. Um, but I think however your flick of the switch was, you know, with anyone else's, I think for someone to say it's weird is it's not, that's not fair because everybody's different and everybody's, you know, mind and what they're going through is so different. So however you you know, you decide something's happening is how, you know, you decide it. And, you know, however someone else does it, someone else would do it. Um, It's like, I remember in between my two surgeries, it was about a month before my second surgery. And I I noticed actually, I, I wasn't training as much for it. I was getting very weak and I went to see Colin and he, we actually could see that I'd regressed. So I, my legs were getting weaker rather than stronger for the second surgery. Um, cause in my head, I kind of said, but what's the point is I use the phrase, I feel like I'm an animal being fled, fed to go to slaughter. I said, I'm training to just have my legs cut open again. And he said, that's a very, you know, it's a very good way of putting it. However, and this was a flick of the switch moment for me, because he said to me, if you aren't stronger in a month's time, your second recovery is going to be even worse than the first. And I just thought, I don't want to do that. And that from him saying that that just switched something in my head. So when you said that, that I resonated because I remembered that flick of the switch moment. So everybody has that in different ways, depending on what you're going through. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so obviously you said that you started to eat less, you know, when, you know, during COVID and when you were training a lot, was there a, was there a reason or did you just kind of, it just started to happen? It, I guess it gradually started to happen. Like yeah. I was training more, and uh, social media is probably to blame. Yeah. Everyone sort of went on a health kick or did it. Like it either went one way or the other with COVID. I think like other people started <laughs> to eat more or like got on a health kick. And like on my social media, all that was coming up was about calories, what foods are good for you, what foods aren't bad for you. Yeah. And it's sort of when you're seeing that every day. Yeah. It's is sort of without you realizing you're taking that information in and yeah. you're starting to put it in in your daily life so I guess that's what I've done and I've seen obviously I had like workouts coming up on what to do for ACLs and I was just trying to do yeah. everything like to get back I wanted to be fit for pre-season and I was but and then I got back playing and it got far worse because I thought that is not good enough I need to be better yeah. and I don't know yeah social media I'm not it's good for some things but I'm not a big fan of it like I try and stay off it as like I follow things that probably won't make me think about food or exercise too much so it, it really does depend on what you follow um but yeah and you just see how other athletes look and you're like god like I want to be like them but you don't know what they're going through you just you have no idea yeah yeah so, I had this conversation with someone recently actually about social media and we were saying that you know, what you see out there, what you see online, 
you could dream that you want that. You could really, really want that. You could want to look like them or you could want the relationship like them or you could want to go on the holidays, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you have absolutely no idea. Most people aren't sharing the darker stuff. So mm-hmm. what looks amazing in their life and how they look amazing in their life, you don't know how they got to that, why they got to that, or what's going on right now. And I think that's why... I agree with you in the same way. Social media can be really good for some things, but really, 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 really bad for um, others. I've fallen victim to it plenty of times. So I completely resonate with the things yeah. that you were saying, especially, you know, the food and the calories and the, what you see online. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, you can completely get, like, caught up in it. And especially, like, with COVID, you had so much time on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> you're just gonna you spend most of your time on social media and it's just yeah. as I say, there's positives and negatives to everything, right? But now I just choose to follow what is good for me and that's the best way to do it really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's finding a healthy balance or healthy dynamic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So then how did I mean obviously I know we've discussed it, but how did kind of this all affect you mentally? It wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I sort of now that I think about it, I've completely blanked that part out of my life. Obviously, yeah. it helps to talk about it, but trying to remember it, like God, I don't, I, just, I don't know who I was. I look at photos, I'm thinking, I don't, don't recognize her. I, yeah. It affected me on my social life as well. Everything was planned around my training, around mm-hmm. like if we were going out for a meal, I wouldn't go um so the social side of things like I just wasn't sociable I yeah. didn't know how to communicate with people I didn't like people looking at me um it affected me really bad I mean some days like I just couldn't get out of bed like just obviously from being so exhausted but also because I didn't want to be around anyone yeah. um and that's re- like really not me like everyone I speak to who I'm quite close with they're like we didn't know what to do with you like, yeah. because it's complete. It's the complete other side of you that no one had seen before. So, and then it sort of, it made me realize who probably is there for me now um, yeah. on the sporting and like personal life of things, because people obviously didn't know what to do and they sort of just gave up. Um, but I mean, I'm, it's made me stronger and it's made me realize a lot of things and I know how to handle a lot of, like things that could affect a person mentally now um and especially with my second ACL I took everything that I'd learned from the first one (laughs) into into the second (laughs) one um so it is it's something that I didn't like going through but if I hadn't been through it I would not like know how to deal with things now if you see what I mean um so yeah it, it just wasn't a nice time to be in my life but I mean, I came through it. I've come out probably on the better side of things. So uh, I'm grateful for it, but I hated it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know. I, I, I agree. I under, I understand that. So so where are you, like, physically and mentally? Kind of where are you now? Uh, physically, um, I've, I came back from my second ACL. Um, and then I've had this niggly injury that 
every person that's had a big injury will get and basically it's my right leg just gave up on me um couldn't get my glute to activate properly so I've been recovering from that for like two months um Colin has been like stressing out about it because he's like I don't know what's causing it I don't know what's happened with untying the knot eventually of how it's happened so I'm all good from that now um got a little niggle in my other knee um something to do with my patella I don't know <laughs> but that'll be all good in a week so physically I feel okay like as an athlete you're always going to get niggles and yeah. you're always going to get injured I mean if you don't get injured then uh, tell me how you're not doing it <laughs> it's one of the things that every athlete doesn't want and no athlete likes being injured but yeah so physically I feel strong I just yeah. need to get back playing I need to get game time I need to be doing the thing that I love um mm-hmm. mentally I said to Colin that this little injury has been far worse on the mental side than an ACL because with an ACL you know what you're doing and where you've got to get to whereas with this injury it was so unpredictable so we'd find that one thing was feeling good and then the next like my hamstring could be playing up so I was like we're untying the knot but keep like little pieces keep flowing in yeah so I said to him it's so draining when you don't know how many weeks you've got to recover for whereas with the ACL you sort of know your rough guideline you know what you have to do um so I said to him it's the the unpredictable that's getting to my mind and um I mean as an athlete like I'm it's the worst part being a football player when you haven't got that consistency of training and being with a team um like that's another whole nother story like dealing with agents and everything like they're good for you but they're not good for you um so (laughs) yeah I was I was feeling ready mentally but uh my agent who I sadly parted ways with um was a big stress on the brain and Mm. I feel a lot better releasing like that stuff out you know getting rid of the bad blood yeah yeah. good blood in so yeah mentally I feel a lot better than I did probably like two weeks ago when me and Colin were still like what is going on with my injury Um, (laughs) so yeah hopefully I'm back training I'm gonna hopefully be back in training tonight well fingers crossed for you fingers crossed but it is interesting like you said about getting rid of the bad blood because when you go through any trauma um and you if you do choose to come out with positivity and optimism and you know growth you do notice the the bad blood or the 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 negativity that was in your life before that you may maybe didn't even realize was there was negative and then as you kind of shift into this new person that you've become you kind of look back and you're just, you, you, you see the, the, like I said, the bad blood on the negativity. And I find it so interesting because you know, kind of the only way to get through this is maybe to cut whatever that dynamic is, whether it's a, a thing or a person or a, a place, it, whatever it is, if it's harboring something negative, you, you can sometimes see it afterwards and you just, unfortunately the, the best thing to do is to cut it. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. Like that is wasted months of probably my playing career of being with this one person mm. trying to represent me and it's like I flew all the way to America um to try and have talks with the team out there and, um, like he said yeah it's gonna happen it's gonna happen nothing happened yeah so from I should have been with a team from probably November December time like full-time professional but nothing happened he made all these promises and 
they were following through. So yeah. to deal with that as well as then having the niggly injuries, like, well, I can't get rid of the injury. I've got to carry on with that. So yeah. I've got to get rid of the yeah. injury. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting though because it is—it's the little niggling injuries um, after the big ones sometimes that then they throw you so off guard. Um, and you—you're right in the sense where you said about the predictability. When you know, you know, your ACL—you know what you're doing. But when something new comes up and you're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, like <laughs> this is yeah. new. And I think maybe if you've you know been through what you've been through you know how deep and dark and scary it can get. So not that your brain goes to that as the first place, but you know what you've been through and you know you don't want to go through it. Um, so the unpredictability kind of brings that with it as well. Yeah. It's so yeah. grueling. Being injured is just, it's grueling. And I don't think not enough like coaches and maybe managers yeah, yeah. know how grueling it is. Um, and probably have like the support system on how to support a player that's injured um which is is slowly growing like the support is slowly growing especially in the women's game um it's yeah. getting there um but still I think when you're an injured player it's when you need your coach most yeah so, like I know you've got all, you've got to worry about the players in the team but it's just you know them little messages or a little phone call saying how yeah. that that's all it takes is to ask a player like just any like a coach or a manager the assistant coach you know, yeah, it's, it's having that support, knowing that you're still a part of the team. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And this is the thing: you're not just talk. You're not just talking physically. You're talking mentally here. Uh, and I think people underestimate um, sometimes how little support there is for somebody mentally when, especially an injury, when they're going through the injury, because people people see it and they kind of think, "Oh, it's such a physical." You know, it's physical. But I think a lot of the times, physical injuries probably most of the time actually impact your mind mentally a lot more than physically because mm, not all of the time, but quite a lot of the time physically, you know, there is a ABC and with, you know, hopefully operations go well, or even if they don't, there's still, you kind of know more so where it hopefully could be going, but mentally it's like a, yeah, I don't even know the word. (laughs) It's yeah. There's literally no way to describe the mental side of it yeah thank you it's always going to be physically grueling yeah um, recovery of any injury training grueling anyway I mean I don't know (laughs) why we enjoy it but we do (laughs) Um, but on the mental side yeah it's it's just some little things that mean the most um to know that you're still part of the team and Mm. you still have that support system around you because especially if you've got a long injury say with an ACL yeah you're out for like minimum eight months so it's it's one of them where you just sort of need that little support saying yeah come and watch this game come on the team team bus or whatever come and sit in the change room it's just yeah. little things when a team stops that especially when you're maybe not in that professional side when a team stops you from maybe going to games and not going in the change room because you're injured and it might put off the team that's the hardest thing to deal with it's like yeah. being left to just left to go in the dust sort of thing yeah, yeah. It's interesting though that that happens. Um, mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. And would you say that you know, obviously, having both your ACLs done, is there a, or were you, or is there still a sense of fear? Um, because it's like you know, when you go back into football, and you when you hear of ACL injuries, a lot of the time you think of football. 
Um, when I explain my injury to some people, I actually just call it a footballer's injury. And they're like, oh, yeah. And then they can they, they can list the different uh, ligaments I've done. And I'm like, see? Have you found that there has been fear to get back onto the pitch? Um, or um, there still is? No, not really. Uh, with my first one, I came back. And I just had zero fear. I just wanted to get on the football pitch. Yeah. Um, the scariest part for me is I came back from my first ACL, and they're like, "You're, you're going centre mid." I'm like, "I, I don't play centre mid." <laughs> <laughs> it's like my first game back, and you're putting me centre mid. Like, I don't play there, but I done it. Um, so that was a positive for that. With my second one, obviously, I had a, probably a little bit more fear. Um, yeah. In coming back from that, but I, as soon as I got back into training. As soon as I was on my first training session, it all went. It just all disappeared. Like I touched the ball once and I like, got tackled once and it, I was fine. Yeah. So it isn't like, I think you put it in your mind that there's that fear. But as soon as you step out onto, I don't know, where you feel comfortable, it soon goes. It's like when you get anxiety, say. But, but if you've got general anxiety and then you do something, that just takes it all away. It just goes. Yeah. Like, so like when I yeah. stepped, like before I stepped onto a football pitch, I was probably anxious. Like, oh no. Like if I twist wrong or something mm-hmm. happens, it's going to go. But as soon as I stepped on that football pitch, it just went. Everything went. All the yeah. mental thoughts. Yeah. It is, it is quite literally that first step. Um, and I don't obviously just mean physically, because it can be any step for anything that you're going through. The anxiety leading up to that fear is crippling. It's, it, it, it's the hardest bit. And then you take that first step out of your comfort zone towards that fear whatever it is and you 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 know you get through it successfully then it's amazing how that fear or that anxiety just kind of starts to melt away a bit because i think it is it's the fear of the unknown the fear of the unpredictability and the fear of things getting even worse but then when you kind of take that step and you're like oh wait a minute i'm here everything's okay the really bad things that i imagined all the hundreds of bad things that i imagined actually didn't happen um, and I think that's what's really important is when you do do that first step, um, I think that first step, suddenly everything changes in your life. Even if you don't see it that day, you're on that first step to changing your life. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree with you. Um, it's like as soon as you jump out of that comfort zone and jump away from the fear, yeah, you, immediately, you, you sort of, I guess you come back to yourself, especially coming back from being a football player and you come back from an injury. It's like you've got, you get so used to it being in that recovery phase yeah actually jumping back into that competition phase is a big jump yeah like you do you do it because it's what you love yeah absolutely absolutely so I wanted to ask then do you have any advice for somebody that and maybe let's look at you know athletes here so you know or whether it's not even a professional athlete but people that you know really love their sports and they're at that stage where they've had their injury and they've been told yeah it's Either you're about to have an operation or you've just had your operation and it's you're not getting back to that sport you love soon. Kind of what would you say to them? Use the journey to work on other areas of your life. So you might be injured, but there's always something else you can work on. It's going to test you mentally. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a mental journey and... I think the best thing about me when I went through my ACL, I learned about myself. Yeah. I learned about what I could handle, what I couldn't handle, and those things that I couldn't handle well. 
I went through them probably not in a good way but I came out better it's a learning curve you you learn from everything that goes on in your life and I think the more you take that into account if you're out on the sidelines for a long time the better person you become um yeah I would just say you have to go into it knowing that you're an injured athlete and you have to Mm. use that time wisely as I say, to work on other areas. So if you can't say you're out with an ACL, yeah, you can still go to the gym. You can work your upper body. You can work yeah. your core. Like, there's no reason why you should stop and give up because of an injury. Yeah, you're gonna have, have tired times, not just physically but also mentally. There'll yeah. be days where you just sort of wanna stay in bed and I don't know, or be somewhere hot and sunny. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, we can't all just hop on a plane and go and be somewhere sunny and do a recovery <laughs> but you have to it, it only makes you a better person yeah and I'm helping a couple of ACL athletes at the moment one of them uh still waiting for her surgery and it's like you have to work with what you can do yeah uh, like you can't just sit around waiting for your surgery day you can still progress you can still build yeah. your muscles up before surgery as soon as you come out of that operation you've got goals set yourself goals set what you want to do look at other areas of your life maybe like not your sport in life look at other areas what do you enjoy doing if you enjoy reading read mm-hmm. if you enjoy writing write you know it's it's just all them other things I think being injured is probably people people hate it like I hated it but now that I look at my injuries I'm thinking it taught me a lot it taught me a lot yeah. about my physical side it taught me a lot about my mental side so I'm all, I'll say to people, I hated the times where I've always been injured, but it's always made me better, but made me a better person overall. And I've learned so much about myself. Mm-hmm. Like there's only the negative side. Yeah, there is a negative side that you're sat on the sidelines. Yeah. The positive side, you are going to get back doing what you love, whether that be running, playing football, playing golf. You are going to get back to what you do. You just have to stick with it. As long as you don't give yeah. up, you're fine. Yeah. And I think that's the key message. Uh, The underlying message with everything and everyone is never giving up Um, because you there are plenty of days where you want to um, plenty of moments where you want to and you know it might be easier. But never giving up is really difficult. But, you know, you know, you, you, you can, you know, build the most amazing life and follow your dreams and chase amazing things if you never give up yeah for sure for sure yeah definitely definitely uh is there anything else that you want to talk about today no I think I'm all good just if you're injured at the moment keep going <laughs> uh, if, you're, if you you don't know what you're doing tomorrow keep going it's yeah. one of those things like if you just keep plugging away eventually stuff will come to you yeah yeah so it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today thank you so much for joining thank me you. No, thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you for joining me, Ali. It's so interesting how we can feel so physically fit and yet broken at exactly the same time. So how can you use your journey to work on other areas of your life? There might be things you cannot do right now, but there's always something else that you can work on. Have a think about that this week. And I look forward to seeing you next time.